I have one thing to say to you. Kiss my fat ass. Hello, fellow mourners of diet culture. It is I, Emily Lubin. I'm the Grim Reaper and the host of this show. Welcome to R.I.P. Diet Season 2, Episode 4, motherfuckers. You guys, it's been a long-ass week. I am so excited to get at you with your weekly dose of fuck-off diet culture, I like to call this podcast. Um, First off, I want to do some housekeeping announcements. I wanted to let you guys know that moving forward, the podcast will be released on Monday of every week. This is just because of some changes in my schedule and Monday is going to work better for me moving forward. So you can start off your week with a dose of fuck off diet culture. I think it'll be great. I'm excited. So the show that would release on next Friday, will instead be released on Monday, February 1st, and every Monday moving forward. If you want to get in my DMs, I am Lubination on Instagram. That's L-U-B-I-N-A-T-I-O-N. You can also email me at ripdiets at gmail.com. Join the private Facebook group by searching RIP Dieters on Facebook. Request to be added and I will add you the same day. And for more R.A.P. Diets content, go to patreon.com slash ripdiets and gain access to what I eat in a day vlogs, bonus podcasts, face-to-face videos. I'm really proud of the Patreon so far, and I know that you'll get a lot out of it. So check it out, patreon.com slash ripdiets. And now on to the agenda for today. First of all, you guys, I have had a, a great week so far. Um... And thank you for all your messages last week, uh, which I'll get into. But I have been watching a show called The Leftovers on HBO, and I'm really loving it. I'm only a few episodes into the first season, so no spoilers, please. But I just watched an episode um, in which a new character was introduced, a minister um, who you can tell has a darkness about him. And I don't know too much about the character yet. This was just the first episode that he appeared in. But in his first scene, he gives a sermon in church. And it's all about a story of a young boy whose parents had another baby. And even though he loved his new sister, he was so jealous of the attention she was getting from their parents. So He prayed to God to have that attention back. He was then diagnosed with a serious form of cancer and fought it for much of his young life. Um, And anyway, the whole point of the sermon was you have the choice in life to believe that a terrible thing that happened to you was a punishment or to believe that it was a gift because it changed you. And it taught you an important lesson. And I was so moved by this speech, although I'm not a religious person. I don't believe in God. I still related to that idea. And I think about that concept a lot when it comes to my eating disorder. It was the most difficult thing I've ever had to face in my life so far, knock on wood. But if I could go back in time and prevent it from happening, I don't know that I would. Because if I never went through any of that, 
I would be a different person. I would have different values. I would probably stand for very different things. And I love the person that I am. And I think I've gained a lot of peace and wisdom from having gone through that. It's a very big part of who I am and how I perceive the world. And that's a gift. Coming into the new season of RIP Diets and the new year in general, I've had a lot on my mind about ways that I've sabotaged myself in the past. I don't make New Year's resolutions per se, but I am trying to be more mindful in general of the why behind my eating disorder and trying not to repeat those old mistakes and old ways of thinking. So humor me as I sort out some of these thoughts with you. I've always flirted with the idea of becoming a new person. I have this fantasy. I don't know if anyone can relate to this. Please let me know. But I have this fantasy of leaving my life behind and starting again somewhere completely new where no one knows me and I would change my name and probably open a jam shop somewhere, maybe upstate New York or Vermont. I've also fantasized about moving to some remote island and just living there on a beach and sleeping in a tent, which I doubt would actually work as a long-term living situation, But it's a fantasy, and I don't need to think about the logistics of my fantasy. I've always dreamed about this as far back as I can remember. And I also remember meeting someone in college who was a born-again Christian. And like I said, I'm not Christian or a follower of God. But I understood that impulse to want to start with a clean slate. And I kind of envied it in a weird way. It can be so tempting sometimes to just say, fuck it. Fuck what I've done with my life so far. Fuck every bad feeling I've ever had. I'm just going to restart my life and this time I'm going to do it right. I wonder if some of you can relate to that. I think that's why I held on to my eating disorder for so long, even though it caused me a great deal of pain because I was holding on to that fantasy. I was a fat kid and a chubby teenager and then In my very early 20s, I discovered that weight loss was a way to reinvent myself. And then suddenly, as an adult, I could go out and meet people who had no idea about my past and didn't know anything about this pain that I carried around with me and how insecure I was. I was still that fat child on the inside, but they couldn't see it. So I felt safe being this new person. In a way, I could rewrite my entire history and no one would be the wiser. And for a time, that made me feel like I actually was a new person and I could be what I always wanted to be. The problem with that is I ended up tying all my self-esteem and self-worth to my weight and also this image I had created because I thought that's what people wanted out of me. I thought that I wanted to be this fun, carefree girl who lived to make other people happy. But in turn, I felt completely isolated and alone and I felt like I had nobody to turn to when I didn't feel happy. I would stop reaching out to friends and basically stop living my life whenever I felt the burden of hiding my emotions and hiding what a difficult time I was going through. I thought that if I wasn't carefree and happy and fun and spontaneous and all the things that I always wanted to be in this new thin body, that no one would talk to me or want to hang out with me or even like me. And it wasn't until I decided to face my issues and accept all of these uncomfortable parts of myself that I realized what I actually am, which is a sensitive, complicated person 
And that's so much more interesting and beautiful than this fake version of myself that I was trying to be. A lot of people think that losing weight will make them happy, which that's the entire marketing campaign of every diet that has ever existed. Lose weight, look great, feel happy. But I believe that all of these things we're looking for when we try to lose weight, success, confidence, sex appeal, health, happiness, beauty, these are all things that can be achieved without weight loss. Weight loss is just a band-aid that will make you temporarily feel these things. But until you acknowledge the issues underneath, the trauma you've suffered from telling yourself you're not good enough as you are, weight loss will never be a permanent solution. In fact, in my experience, weight loss was what made me further and further disconnected to who I actually am because it was all part of this image I was trying to project on others so they wouldn't see the real me. I thought the real me was damaged goods. I thought no one would really love me if they got to know me because of how I was shamed and taught that I wasn't good enough as I was. And it's crazy. Now when I see myself in the mirror, I actually like what I see. I think I have a beautiful body and I'm confident in my own skin. And of course, I always will have days when I don't feel as confident. But I don't let those feelings control my life or my decisions. I reposted this earlier this week and I wanted to just share it with you if you missed it. It was a post made by Miss Giggles, friend of the show. And it said, stop telling fat women they are confident, followed by a quote, when people feel the need to tell me they wish they were as confident as me or they love my confidence, it's almost as if they're telling me they're shocked that someone who looks like me is okay with doing the things I'm doing, as if I am doing anything different than any socially accepted person or body. I felt this so hard because I cannot count how many times this was said to me in high school. I wasn't the loudest person in the room in high school, but I could be a little bit of a class clown. I'm a comedian, so I mean, that didn't come from nowhere. And I always love to make people laugh and poke fun at things. It's the one area that always made me feel confident was making people laugh and entertaining people. It was like having a superpower when otherwise I felt so powerless. And occasionally in high school, my classmates would say to me, I wish I had your confidence. It's so cool that you don't care what other people think of you. And my internal reaction would always be, are they thinking bad things about me? I always felt like it was a veiled compliment or a backhanded compliment. It's as if they were saying, you know, just looking at you, I would think that you'd want to hide away from people because you're so offensive to look at. But it's so great that you don't care that people are thinking that way about you. I think this is something that not everyone realizes about being a fat person, especially a fat kid who's coming of age, which is that it's not just the fact that you don't feel as attractive as other people or you can't wear all the cool clothes that the other kids wear because they aren't made in your size or that going to the doctor is a traumatic experience or that you get treated differently. Even though all those things are true, there's also this scent that you pick up on from people that they expect you to act a certain way because of how you look. 
They expect you to avoid public speaking, avoid performing, avoid being fashionable or being loud or being opinionated. They expect a certain thing from you before they even know you. And I was always aware of that and always hated it. For the longest time, I resented my body for making people misjudge me. What I learned much later is that they were the problem. I was never the problem. My body was never the problem. I'm the same person now that I was back then. I'm an interesting, smart, funny, sparkly woman, and none of that has anything to do with my weight. By the way, you guys, I want to thank every single person who slid into my DMs last week after hearing the episode. Just to refresh your memory, I was having a rough week dealing with a lot of side effects from my period, including severe body dysmorphia and intrusive thoughts. I was just not my regular self at all. Um, Last week, I really had a hard time putting food in my mouth. I felt like a monster and I, I felt like I had nothing to offer the world. We all feel like that sometimes, I guess, but I've learned to not internalize those feelings and not let them eat away at me. Because my self-worth is not attached to my body. It isn't even attached to how productive I am or the quality of my work or how good I feel in my skin that day. It's attached to something else, something that I can't quite articulate. Just to be clear, it's not God because as I've said twice in this episode, I don't believe in God. It's more like my own spirit and my own sense of self. I know exactly who I am and I love who I am. I know I'm not perfect and I don't expect perfection, but I do think I'm a worthy person and I do think I'm beautiful. And whether I gain weight, lose weight, stay the same, I will always be this person. So if you want to feel confident and successful and happy, you're going to have to find a way to be at peace with yourself without changing your body. You need to learn to attach your self-worth to something that doesn't change, which for me is just my own sense of self. Intuitive eating is the right way, you guys. It just is. I know it's hard to get started and sometimes you might feel like it's not right for you, but I am living proof it can work and it can change your entire life. Things that I used to hate about myself, I completely accept and love now. I used to think I was too tall and too big and... I can't remember a time during childhood that I didn't wish I was smaller. And now I love my size. I love feeling like I have a presence. I love taking up space in a room. I truly do. I used to think my face was too round. That like was always a huge insecurity of mine. I thought I looked like a cabbage patch kid. Now I'm so happy I have this face. These cheeks are nice and full and I know they're going to age beautifully I love my curves, even my midsection, which was always a big insecurity as well. I love my big hips. I love how womanly they are. I'm happy with myself. I didn't think I could ever get to this place. And yes, I have a different body than I did when I was a teenager, which many, if not most of us do, but that's not the point. I would love myself no matter what I looked like, but I'm happy with how I look because it's the embodiment of me if that makes sense. I hope that makes sense to people. It's a bizarre feeling to express, so I I hope I'm articulating it well. 
And now I'm going to read an advice question. I love answering these. I welcome more of them. If you want me to discuss something in particular on the show or you need some advice, write to ripdiets at gmail.com. This email is from a girl named Kayla. Love that name. So sweet, so sexy. Kayla, so hot right now. Kayla. Hey, Emily. First off, I love your podcast. It is helping me so much during the lockdown and easing my anxiety about taking a break from the gym and not being too hard on myself for eating all the things. Yes, bitch. Thank you for all that you do. One thing that I'm struggling with right now is having a different body type than my partner. I live with my boyfriend and he has never had any issues with food or his weight. He basically eats whatever and still looks toned and fit. I'm working very hard to accept myself the way I am and I do feel like I've made a lot of progress. But sometimes I can't help but feel bad comparing myself to him and thinking maybe I should put in more effort to be physically fit like he is, even though it comes very naturally to him and not to me. He never makes discouraging remarks about my weight, but sometimes will make comments about food because he doesn't realize they affect me the way they do. I don't want to make him feel like he's doing anything wrong. It's really my response to it that is toxic. Sometimes I feel like I shouldn't eat when he is eating because he, quote, needs it more than I do. Or that I don't deserve it as much as he does because I'm chubby and he's thin. Do you have any advice for how to deal with these feelings. <sighs> well, Kayla, this is something that definitely resonates with me. I too have a very different body type than my boyfriend who is naturally very slim and lanky uh, and muscular. I spoke about this on an earlier show, I think, but I've had to confront my issues when I want to eat a dessert or something and he doesn't want it. That sometimes makes me feel like I shouldn't want it because I was taught that boys should be hungrier than girls. And if you have a fast metabolism or whatever, then you need more food and whatnot. So I do occasionally find myself comparing my intake to his and thinking like, okay, well, he had more dinner. He had more snacks today. Like, that's good. He's a boy. He needs more. And it's it's an internalized thing. It's it's subconscious. I don't truly believe that in my heart of hearts. Um, And first of all, just know that these thoughts and feelings are a manifestation of diet culture. Boys don't necessarily need to eat more than girls. The fact is that society thinks that girls need to have these tiny little appetites and that that's cute and feminine. But hunger is not a personality trait. Okay, so you having a big appetite or a small appetite, that is not a reflection of you. It's literally just a process happening in your body. Also, your hunger can vary from day to day or week to week. So you're fighting a losing battle by comparing your intake to anyone else's because there is so much variation. It's probably going to take a lot of self-reflection, deep thought, meditation, whatever you want to call it. But you need to accept that you are worthy and deserving of love and happiness regardless of your body. Food is nourishment and you deserve to be nourished. It doesn't matter if you are in a partnership with someone who looks like this and you look like that. You still need to feed yourself. You are your own person. There are so many complicated things happening in your body and also mentally at any given moment You'll drive yourself crazy with the comparisons, and it's just not worth it. 
if you feel like your boyfriend is being a little insensitive to how you're trying to approach food, you can definitely have a conversation with him about not using certain terminology, for example, or keeping his feelings about what you're eating to himself. But it seems like the real issue is within yourself, which you perfectly articulated yourself that, you know, your own mentality is toxic. It's not the relationship. It's not the food. It's it's your mentality. It sounds like you still have some work to do to accept yourself and know that your body is totally and completely worthy as it is. And of course, that's easier said than done. And we all are in a different place in our endeavor to be an intuitive eater. But that's my biggest piece of advice. Continue listening to your body and try to eliminate those outside voices, even your boyfriends. I know it's hard, but Try to really tune in to your internal voice and your hunger cues and you really can't go wrong if you if you really tune into that. Also, remind yourself as often as you need to that your body is worthy of love and respect and your self-esteem is not reliant on how much food you consume. That, my friend, is up to your body and what it needs to feel nourished and satisfied. Um, and that and that is my advice. I hope that you found that helpful. Oh, and one more thought I wanted to leave you guys with. And this kind of relates back to the email. This was something that popped into my head last night as I was falling asleep, which is a pretty abstract thought, but bear with me. Um, we as a society invented diet culture. We made it up. All these beauty standards and health propaganda and whatnot, we made it up. So why can't we unmake it up? Does that make sense? If enough people learn about intuitive eating and really have the follow through to practice it and master it, then we can unmake it up. It's very possible that the next generation or the one after could be free of diet culture. It is possible and it's tangible and it starts with you, dear listener. So that's it, you guys. I will be back on Monday, February 1st with a fresh episode. Until then, have a fabulous weekend and upcoming week. Eliminate those demonic diet culture voices from your life and eat what the fuck you want. Also, I just filmed a really fun video for Patreon with my boyfriend choosing everything I eat in a day. It was such a fun experiment and gave some insight into my recovery that I don't normally share. That video will be up by next week. So check it out. What's the harm? Again, that's patreon.com slash rip diets for $6.99 a month. You get access to bonus podcasts, videos, vlogs. I mean, I'm really trying to make it worth your while. So I highly encourage you to check it out. Again, patreon.com slash rip diets. I love you all. Over and out.